Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae has put millions back into the hands of Mississippi citizens, expanding the state's affordable college and career savings program and also returning record amounts of unclaimed money. Check out how Treasurer David McRae's office can help you, your business, or your organization. Treasury.ms.gov. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no words, it's how life goes. In a Mississippi minute. That's right. We're live at the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. Today's guest on In a Mississippi Minute. If I was going to give her a fair due, well, it would take more like 50 Mississippi minutes. One of the most decorated recording artists in history. She has garnered six Grammy wins, 22 Dove Awards, and the nominations for both are off the page. A wife, a mother, and now a mother-in-law, which I want to talk about. She's a wonderful human being whose voice could not be contained or defined by genre alone. It was made for us all to hear and appreciate. So let's bring her on right now, the really wonderfully talented and legendary Amy Grant. Hey, Amy. Hi. Wow. Woo. I need to sit up a little taller. (laughs) (laughs) It's my job to get you feeling really good. Uh, And uh, just in case, and obviously it's it's Amy Grant Gill, but uh, your records say Amy Grant. That's what they say, yeah. It's so funny when you were saying all those things because <laughs> the, the way my mind is wired, I just live so in the moment. I just have always been that way. And part of me is like, yeah, 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 that was the past. So this morning, <laughs> <laughs> I went and fed the ducks that my daughter requested for graduation that she has not given a second look. So I'm now looking for a home for three ducks. Oh, wow. I love it. She sounds so much and like I'm, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I'm, uh, and I'm, pre- I'm prepping last minute prep before our farm is completely overrun with children. Two weeks. We kick off the summer every year hosting two weeks of day camp. Oh, wow. And it's, for kids of all backgrounds, rich, poor, black, white, Hispanic, refugee, and we just try to put them all in a, uh, a setting of love to enjoy nature and, and view each other um, differently, you know, oh, in a, wow. with, with commonality. But I'm going to tell you, it is a study in sleep deprivation. So I'm... <laughs> Ooh, I'm sitting here with a cup of coffee going, yeah, have one more day. Oh, wow. Okay, so tell me, take me, so is this part of, of you and Vince's uh, sort of, is it a foundation thing that you do or in, in conjunction with your foundations or is it just uh, something that you two do on your own? This is actually, um, so I bought a farm 25 years ago when tickets were selling like hotcakes <laughs> and, and records too. And I, it's a, it's an old, it's a farm 
that has a big, fat power line going through it, which really cuts down the curb appeal. But it's just, it's wild. It's It's got a lot of hills, a lot of woods, enough yeah. fields to um, have fun, and four old structures that were built in the 1800s, a barn and three cabins. And this is not like Ralph Lauren cabin. This right. is like snakes and mice. <laughs> oh, snakes yeah. Snakes and mice cabin. But um, five years ago, I started looking at that farm going, man, what if we just opened this farm up and let people use it for things that they wanted to do? Um, so in, in the years since, we've hosted um, high-risk PTSD veteran songwriting um, oh, retreats. This is our fifth year to do summer camp. I'm not in charge. I just lend them my farm. Right. But like th- this year, I'm teaching archery, and <clears throat> and Vince has visited camp one day in five years. He is not really a back to nature guy unless it's a golf course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And he hates nature <laughs> on the golf course because he likes to hit it down the middle. So, <laughs> well, yeah. So he doesn't really, yeah, he doesn't interact because of his good golf skills. He doesn't really interact with like raw nature. So we're talking to Amy Grant. Yeah, we're, we're uh, okay. So you you have you, is it your first? You have a first uh, son-in-law. Is this the beginning of it all? We have because we're a blended family. Right. Vince's daughter Jenny got married in 2010. Okay. So our first son-in-law, Josh. And he is so fantastic. I mean, if the tradition of a great growing family is the trickle-down effect from the first son-in-law, we hit it out of the park with Josh. Oh, I love it. Because he's, you know, he he just is conscientious. He's fun-loving. He's responsible. He's inclusive. He's kind. Um, that's great. He has a job and can pay his own bills. <laughs> wow, that's really great. That's important. Uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah. I know that there's Thank a lot you. of wonderful memories to come. Uh, we're talking to Amy Grant. Uh, you know, it's funny. when I, For Mother's Day, I interviewed my both my mother-in-laws. And last year at Father's Day, I did both my well, mother-in-laws. My mother-in-law and my mom. And last year at Father's Day, my father-in-law and my father. And uh, and learned so much about them. But the one thing I realized as we were talking, they had sent five kids to college, one to Notre Dame. We were all over the map and it was in a short period. And then all of a sudden, three of us decided in six months to get married. And it was right after college. And it was like wow. they were like and looking back. I was like, I feel so horrible, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I mean, just laying it yeah. on. Bless their hearts. But but learned a lot and they survived it and they still love us. But uh it was interesting. We're talking to Amy Grant. Amy, take me back growing up when you were uh, when you were just getting started. Did it start at church for you? Um, it really. I wanted to write songs because of a coffee house. It was on the same street as our church. Um, so I grew up in kind of a conservative church, and mm-hmm. my two oldest sisters left for college. They both went to school in Boston, and sort of in that. Cambridge area, right. there was this Jesus hippie music sweeping the country, and it was kind of sweeping simultaneously with, you know, everybody getting high, and so you were either a heavy pot smoker or you were high on Jesus. Right. And I think they kind of went back and forth between those worlds for a <laughs> while and then and then landed on God. And so when they came back to Nashville, they just found that community that was 
thriving in Nashville. And so, um, and oddly enough, like my, so their future husbands were both working in Nashville at the Rod Auditorium, working on the Johnny Cash show. Oh, come on. Like in the heyday, yes. And so, and that church, it was called Belmont, it was on Music Row, it had a coffee shop next door. Every Saturday night, there was live music, no money exchange, and you know, there were no tickets. It was just this love fest. And so I was a kid that grew up with with Sunday school clothes and a study school attitude and all of that. And then my sisters came home and introduced me to this very vibrant kind of Jesus hippie movement. Because people are a mess whether you got Sunday clothes on or not. Right. And but this community was more open about it and very um really involved in trying to help people out of heavy drug addiction. Um, it was uh, an integrated church. It was right on the on the edge of the Edge Hill community and the projects. Wow. So to me, it was the most exciting place I had ever been, and it included God. Like, I remember being, there was a, there was a bar, Caddy Corner, across from the door of the church. And one time, I was standing right next to the preacher, whose daughter was one of my dearest friends. We were in high school. And this really kind of big personality woman, woman came in. And I'm standing right next to the preacher, and she, and she busted in and said, Preacher, I take my clothes off for a living. Can I go to church here? Oh, man. And he said, ma'am, you give your heart to Jesus. He'll tell you what you can and can't do. Everyone is welcome to come to church. Oh, I love it. That's fantastic. I know. I know. You never knew what was going to happen. But that, so it was in that environment, going to that coffee house on Saturday night, that I went, that I had this feeling of, I want to express my faith through music. I mean, I was already singing James Taylor, Carol King, but I I wanted to find songs that talked about my, you know, just the struggle of being a, a teenager and growing up and trying to navigate life and mm-hmm. and um, blah, blah, blah. So that's how I launched on that, wanting to sing about my faith. Oh, that's um, amazing. You know, and then the years, the years kind of kept going, and then I wanted to sing not just about faith, but all of life, because life is full of questions and... You know, you can say Jesus is the answer, but the test is messy, and nobody does it right. Yeah. And to me, I just didn't want to be like the gospel girl. I right. wanted to just be a fellow human being who is also on a journey, which clearly was, you know, is still going. I like this morning. I was not writing in my. I try to write down my. I do a brain dump in the morning, and I was like, if I will not try to control, and if I will yield to whatever moment I'm in and not drag the past into it, then I can have flex knees and just serve the tsunami of this day, which is what it feels is, like right. prepping for camp. You know? <laughs> oh, no, I know. Bless your heart. We're talking to Amy Grant. You're in a Mississippi Minute from the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. Stand by. Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. 
We're rolling. Keep Mississippi beautiful studios right here. I'm Steve Azar. I'm back with the legendary. And uh, she, her humility is as past 10. You know, there's 11. It's one louder. Amy Grant, just really wonderful lady. Amy, first of all, Trisha Walker just texted me and said, tell Amy hello, and she'll talk to you soon. Oh, man, she and I go way back. Oh, she's a great lady. She's a wonderful lady. She's yeah. retiring this year from the Delta Music Institute. There's not, they're not going to find anybody to replace her that could come close no, to not. her work, at, work ethic and her, obviously her skill set and her talent. But anyway, I just got a text a little while ago, so I'll, I'll send her love. So, Amy, take me... You know, okay. So you're you're singing and you're doing this writing and you're you're all in. Where does it start as far as was Word Record Word Records your first label? And how does it come mm-hmm. down? How does it go down? Word Records back in nineteen, I guess it was nineteen seventy six. The back half of seventy six. I was fifteen, and Word Records was based in Waco, Texas. So. um they were hearing about this music coming from Southern California that was like contemporary music, but had faith lyrics. And they decided to launch a contemporary record label. They were going to call it Myrrh Records, like Gold, Frankincense, mm-hmm. and Myrrh, I guess. They decided to launch the label with 12 artists. Well, you know, in the mid-70s, everybody from Southern California was already signed to a California label. Hardly I, guess, I don't know who was doing this stuff in Waco, Texas, but they right. <laughs> basically were just combing the streets trying to find anybody that sang faith music. And that's what I was doing, barely. I mean, I just started. I was 15. Yeah, and I knew, I knew through, the friend, through a friend of a friend, without my even knowing it, somebody that had a connection with Word Records heard a tape that I had put together. And, um, and they called a mutual friend. How do we get in touch with her? Would she like to make a record? Come on. And I got I got that phone call late one night uh, after 10 p.m. And, you know, I'm the youngest of four girls. We had a phone curfew. <laughs> and this gentleman called me and asked me if I'd like to make a record. I was 15. I thought he was making fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> because every 15-year-old is insecure. And I wasn't, you know, I was sincere, but I was not good. And <clears throat> And my father gets on the phone and says, young lady, you're grounded. And so I look back and laugh and go, I was offered a record deal. And I was grounded in the same phone. <laughs> it sounds like my and life. So, my mom grounded me yeah. over everything. Everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, so, I deserved it. So when did they believe you? Did they, did they wake up the next morning over bacon and eggs and grits and go, uh, I'm serious? Well, you know, I mean, yeah, somebody came to town. They met with my parents and me. And I just slowly, that was a summer before my junior, or that wound up being fall of my junior year in high school. And I just slowly worked on a record that came out spring break of my senior year but this was long before social media so it came out in the spring of 1978 but you know I just I didn't tell any my friends I was working on a record because if it was a total bomb I didn't want them to feel sorry for me um yeah I just and then I started singing weekends I got invitations to go places and sing and I was going man this is really fun it's really really enjoyable and it just expanded the way I looked at the world and I looked at other people. It made me just have an appreciation that people can be so different from each other and still have a few things in common. Yeah, and, and honestly, it was just a grassroots approach. I stayed in college for four years, even though I didn't graduate, but I sang 
almost every weekend and all during the summers. And it was just a grassroots career yeah. development. So you're building totally, this totally following, grassroots. right? As you go mm-hmm. and you're and you're in college, which is a, what what a lot of us did. I'm sure Vince did it. I did. And we all did that. But 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 you've got a record deal. So you you still have that same record deal from 15, 16 all the way through college. Same I did. company. I had it for thirty years. For thirty years, oh I was gosh. with Word Records. Wow. So you're in high school. You're you're going to be a junior. Does the record come out by the time you graduate high school? Your first record, mm-hmm. or is it sooner? Yeah, spring break. Spring yeah, break. Spring break, and it was. Yeah, and it was. You know, it was a. It was. You know, I look back on it now, and I just go, man, it was. It was so simple. Uh, a friend of mine took a picture. I don't even think I brushed my hair. <laughs> um, I, I had on no makeup. They repackaged it later, but I, for my friends, I would sign LPs. And just the same way people would sign a yearbook. Yeah. And it didn't feel like a big, there was zero hype. I mean, zero. And I'm not really a hype kind of person anyway. Um, But, you know, I graduated. And then my mother and I went on about a six-week promotional tour. One of the legendary stops was at a book and record store in Southern California. And the the owner said, we've sent out 1,200 invitations for people to come hear you play. And it wasn't a theater. It was just like a record store that had a, a, an area for a performance. Mm-hmm. And do you know not one person walked in the store Oh, <laughs> that entire time? I sang and played to the manager. Even my mother said, hey, I'm going to go run a few errands. I mean, I've heard these songs before. I'm thinking, how do you even stay in business? You have zero walk-up traffic. <laughs> And so it wasn't like you just had to have a sense of humor about all of it. It was. Oh, are you kidding me? You're, you know, you're I, so right. I mean, you had to you had to yeah. get get through those times for sure. Those are the hardest gigs. Easy playing in front of people. That's easy, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, three people show up and you like you're you're having eye contact with everybody all the time. Yeah, and you got to be really good. <laughs> you know, there's no yeah. Well, here's the weird thing. I wasn't really good. And that this has been, I mean, I have worked hard on music. I've worked on my songwriting. But I wasn't good. And I think this is the craziest thing. I think even now sometimes I get on stage and I'm just off. Um, but I think, you know, there, is a, there are a million ways you can live your life. And I think as a young woman, I chose intentionally to be on a faith journey and mm-hmm. not to hi- not to hide and to say, well, this is how I'm still a mess, but I this is how I want to live my life. And I really think it was the message of being real and the community that that created that that's why I have a career. Like when I was early on, I was just like, everybody's welcome. I would stay and talk to people afterwards. I would go, you know, I had so many young gay fans. Right. And they would say, uh, you know, I'm not included in my church, but I feel like that you make me feel like there's enough room at the table with God, with my faith to be included. And I'm like, if you're not included, they're all in deep trouble. <laughs> no. Are you kidding me? That's But that's your upbringing. That's everything that you, this led you to that point that you talked about with your sisters yes. and, and, and this church that you were going to, that you saw the, the moments of seeing your pastor do the right thing. Uh, with yeah. some, with somebody at a tough tough crossroads in their life, that's the beauty of it all, and that's how you grew as into this incredible woman and mother, and that's what makes it work. But I also 
don't forget that you talk about, you know, that sometimes you're on stage and, and you're not on total cue. I'm never on total cue, yeah. and I accept it. But I don't know if the soul and heart and even the ear is built to hear perfection. I think it's built to hear imperfection, and that's what attracts all three to a singer-songwriter. I really believe that. And so, and I'm hoping that's the case for me, too, because I played a show oh, the other night, too. and I was chewing gum, and I choked on uh, my gum, because I chew gum when I sing. And, uh, <laughs> and it's the first time I've ever choked on it. Ever now, my mouth will oh water a little God. bit sometimes, but I've never choked, and it just so it took me a minute to recover. <laughs> we're, we're talking That's to fantastic. <laughs> we're talking to Amy Grant. You're in Mississippi Minute. Hey, Amy, you get to play DJ. I know you are in Music City, but Mississippi's the birthplace of American music. So, would you like to hear a little, say, Elvis Presley or Charlie Pride? Yes, both. Oh my goodness! You can't hear I, both. It's illegal. Okay, which one? Okay, you, you have Greg pay. Morrow, Greg Morrow, who married yeah. a Mississippi girl. Greg just gave me Elvis's 50 number one hits box set. I had it when I was a kid, and and he just gave me an old copy. I'm not even sure where he found it, some wow. old record store. And so I'm going to have to go with Elvis right let's, now. Let's do it. We're with the great Amy Grant here in a Mississippi Minute. Coming to you from the Keith Mississippi Beautiful Studio. Elvis time. back to 1943. Guarantee Bank has grown from offering the basic banking services and products to serving customers with a comprehensive, complete line of expertise and products only expected at much larger institutions. We are proud to be your local big-time bank. So when you're looking for a bank you can truly depend on and trust, and like me so many years ago trying to find my way around, let Guarantee Bank with its 17 convenient locations help you on your journey and become a wonderful addition to your family like they have mine for over 30 years. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Coming to you live, I think I'm alive, from the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. I'm Steve Azar in the Mississippi Minute. I'm with the fabulous, really wonderfully talented Amy Grant. We're strolling, taking a stroll through her life right now. And uh, Amy, so did I get my Grammys and Dove Awards right? I mean, is that the number? Can you remember? Or was I even close? Six Grammys and 22 Doves as far as wins? I... You know, I'm going to tell you, you could say the wrong number and I wouldn't know um, because I'm not, I'm just not a numbers person. Where are these awards? I, I need to know where they are. 
Where are they? Um, Vince has a studio at the house, and so um, my Grammys are tucked in <laughs> to uh, his army of Grammys. Yeah. And so, and it is fun when people come to the house and they walk in the studio and on the upper shelf, they're, you know, it's just fun to look at that, that many, I don't know, just like magical moments of a song crazy. being it's celebrated. Crazy. Yeah. And the, the Dove Awards are, um, I think I have lost some, but I use, they're great bookends, um, <laughs> Um, they're not all out because, yeah, you know, I was yeah. raised Southern, and so it's in a weird way, like if somebody came into our home, we could spend two days together, and unless Vince walked through playing a guitar, you would not know that we are music people. Okay, so that's where, that's, the, that's where it all begins and ends, sort of in the room? In the studio, in the studio yeah. right, right. I just mean, I just mean like, like my kids. You know, I took them on the road with me, but I think they would be hard pressed to know the lyrics to any one of my songs all the way through. Oh yeah, and well, it's just because family. We just always made family. I get family. that. You right. know, I'm right. mom. I I, I want to be the one known as making the best dinners, and that that our house is really really all about the food. You know, raid in the refrigerator. Hey, I'm I'm coming home with 15 kids. Oh, there's nothing better. Eat. So I have three sisters. We all live in Nashville, and including the people we married, the ones we birthed, the ones they married, and the ones they birthed. So wow. we're the oldest generation in my family. But just my immediate family, there's 50 of us. Oh man! And so <laughs> yeah, 50. So like Christmas, Easter. Thanksgiving. Well, then everybody, you know, people have a friend they want to bring. Could could so and so come? Well, of course, you know. And so, what what I have found when somebody walks into one of the open doors of the house and they're going, "Oh my gosh, I need a name tag and a flow chart. How do I fit?" You know, because it's overwhelming for a guest. But if you can say, "Hey, come on in. Would you mind slicing a few tomatoes for me?" Yeah. Yeah. Hey, would you like just take? Go out in the garden and grab some basil, and then come on back in here and here are a pair of scissors. Because the kitchen, everybody can feel a sense of purpose. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. One time my niece, she was in kind of a rocky part of one of her journeys on recovery, and she brought two friends that were also in the recovery process to a family meal. I can't remember what it was. Probably Thanksgiving. We have a salad bowl that, that you cannot wrap your arms around. It's wooden. Like, if you try to put your arms around the lip, you still are missing about 18 inches on the far end. So much salad. And I handed, and I and this young man, he's probably in his 20s, I said, hey, just help me finish the salad. And I handed him a, a little bowl of mixed salt and pepper. And I said, just, hey, toss a little bit of this in there, and then we'll put the dressing on. It's almost time to eat. And then I'm on to the next dish going, hey, where's that salt and pepper? And I reached for the plate. For, the, for that little bowl, and he went, oh, no, I put it on the salad. Yeah. All I, I mean, I'm just looking for the bowl amidst all the other, you know, potluck stuff, and that salad, it looked like a salted slug. <laughs> it was like green slime on the bottom yeah. of the bowl. I just grabbed it as quick as I could and took it out to the garage, but we have laughed about that, but I still think 
you know, if you invite somebody in and you want them to feel comfortable, bring them in the kitchen and start cooking. There's no doubt. You should have a cooking show, by the way. It would be really cool, especially what you're how yeah. you're saying. I know it's a lot of effort, and you get people, and you got cameras and all that, but but it would be a great show. Uh, just just what you just said, those moments yeah. would be incredible. We're talking yeah. to Amy Grant. I'm so excited to have her on. Uh, you're in the Mississippi Minute. We're having all sorts of fun, Amy. Okay, you talk about your mom. You know, she took you out, and then you took your kids out. <clears throat> but for for about ten years. We were not weekend warriors. You know, we were, we would be on the bus. You know, we'd go out for a month or six weeks, come home for two weeks, back out. You know, we'd just work in our days off, which was honestly a beautiful way to see the country, beautiful way to be together. You know, and then I added Millie to that two years later, and then we added Sarah to that. So my kids learned to walk on a bus. Um, Karina, the baby that, Vince and I had. She's 18 now. She was potty trained on a bus, you know. <clears throat> so, um, but also in there, you know, we I did a lot of things not right. Um, I was married to Gary Chapman for 17 years. Mm-hmm. With touring so much, he and I really grew apart. We wound up getting a divorce. And then there was a lot of fallout, you know, for both of us not being with our with our Chapman kids. So we divorced when they were 6, 9, and 11. Wow. Yeah, <clears throat> right. The 10 years was bad. for sure. Right, right. It was bad. And by then also, they were in traditional school. Okay. And so, you know, they would come out, but I stopped touring as much. And so, you know, I'm grateful that I waited as long as I did to have kids because really the bulk of my heavy, heavy touring was when they were little and I could take them with me. Um, And now, you know, I mean, Karina just graduated from high school. Um, Three of our kids love music, and we have taken turns, you know, providing ways for them to be on stage. Um, But, you know, I mean, even now, my son's 31, and we were... um, We were just in the backyard, I don't know, maybe playing ping pong, maybe... Flipping burgers, and every once in a while, I will just say, for all the things I did not do right, hmm. just know that I, I love you, and and that's part of your journey is to figure it out. Yeah. And yeah. now he is has started a company, and he's working like crazy. I mean, I hardly see him. It's a a, a hemp CBD oil company, uh-huh. and one day he dropped by, and I just said. See, this is the age I was with the same kind of career demand, and you were four years old, and you were, and he just goes, oh, mom, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, but it's funny that you go, I don't know, we just have always extended a lot of mercy to each other. Um, and I know this is, this is, I'm so grateful that I was not raised by screaming parents. I mean, we, we processed, but for whatever reason, because of the hardship of my mom and father's early life, they chose to not be screamers. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I parented differently. Right. And it- I didn't, you know, I mean, maybe with each of the kids, it came to screaming once. Right. Maybe. You don't ever see, you always, but, see, you always seem so chill, I guess is the word. You know, and... and because even this conversation we're having, it sounds like you, when we're on stage together, it's just 
you're you you're you're relaxed and and i guess that's a a, a definite uh what do you correlation to your folks i guess right it must be yeah and i mean hey everybody has pain everybody has but i think my mother and my dad taught me just without even saying it that real freedom real liberty is the freedom of choice that you have in that moment when something is coming at you you get to choose how you respond to it yeah that's real freedom and i guess that's what i've tried to you know tell my kids you know nobody does it right but always know it doesn't matter if somebody's coming at you with a fire hose of f-bombs and fists you know they're coming at you you are free to respond any way you want Mm -hmm. and if you let you know if you just let other people's pain shape and take away that freedom from you then then they won yeah your your faith has been defined at a young age and you've had trials obviously you talk about oh, gosh, the divorce. Yeah. You talk about, yeah, I hear regret a little bit. We've all got it. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I love how you're able to channel it and understand it and know that, uh, you know, there's forgiveness. Out. I mean, it, it, you got to believe in that. God, good, oh, I'm man. hoping the good yeah. Lord has the greatest sense of humor because he's going to have to to let me in. <laughs> so, well, of course. Yeah, yeah. And, man, forgiveness starts with yourself. Oh, yeah. It starts with yeah. yourself. And that is... Yeah, but if you can, yeah, if you can step out on that high wire and trust it, then, yeah, then it changes everything. You can drag every loved one out on that high wire with you and just go, let's just pretend it's all, let's just say everything works together for good. Let's just say it. Because it, it, it affects how, yeah, it just affects everything. You know, I'm always using the phrase surfing the tsunami. We had to surf the tsunami because life is, you know, yeah. it's tough. <laughs> I know what that looks like and feels like. Sounds like, smells yeah. like. I know I, I get oh, it. Oh, yeah. We're talking to Amy Grant, rolling in a rocking from Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I get the ball. Always good to keep Mississippi beautiful. That's what studio we are dwelling in right now. We don't have a lot of time left, and I'm going to send you into, into your day, and, and I appreciate you taking a Mississippi Minute with me. Two things left. Potato chips. When I was growing up, I guess we were both growing up at the same time, but you were having success. I was trying to find my way. But I read something about you because that you've got that, thing in your voice that i know is god-given uh but you talked about eating potato chips am i am i dreaming that or to get the roughness like you wanted perfect uh, in your voice did you do potato chips before you recorded i did i i would actually eat potato chips all through my recording here's the craziest thing <laughs> so about eight years ago seven years ago i worked with a producer named marshall altman who worked with um oh my gosh well, several artists from California. And um, anyway, and he, once we were in the studio, he said, okay, urban legend, did you or did you not start the potato chip? And he said, every engineer I've ever worked with will say chip up before, but it really came from Jack Joseph Quigg. Jack Quigg is a very successful engineer. And um, 
but but he was the engineer on a session that I did in the fall of 1981 at Caribou Ranch, and it was beautiful. It was it was um, the aspens were turning to gold. Our families were there. The musicians' families were there. But that was so Colorado was so dry, and I was used to the humid south. And my mm-hmm. voice, I just kept I, my voice kept getting so scratchy. And one day I came into the studio and I just had a bowl of Lay's potato chips. And I said, I think this might help because they're greasy and salty and it just keeps my, I don't know, it just helps me feel like I'm not, like the dryness isn't getting to me. Right. And and that, so it started in 1981. And I have met so many people that do that same thing. Because then I would work with a producer or there'd be an engineer and... Yeah, but it started because of Caribou Ranch and just how dry it was. Wow. And um, yeah, and oh. then and then this producer that came from California and he worked with everybody from Citizen Cope to well, my brain's like Swiss cheese. Anyway, that's all right. I can't think of anybody. And I hang up and I go, oh yeah, them, them, and them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great thing to try. And I used to do it on stage all the time too. But it's just yeah, it helps your voice sound fresh even after you've been singing for hours, when it can kind of lose its depth and get right. kind of sounding. That's so wild. Like, like, for me, it's like yep. Skittles and stuff, but I, I don't want to get into that. But but let me ask, and you know, then your tongue's all Skittles, different colors. Okay. And I love Skittles. Yeah. I can't help it. All right, wait. So, uh, first of all, I didn't mean rough. That's not the word. I was looking for the scratch. That You, you brought the word up, the scratch. That's what I'm talking about. You had that little line that scratched when you get into certain ranges. It was so awesome. Anyway, okay, we'll, we'll blame it on Lay's. All right, last question. The, your Christmas tour that you and Vince do, are y'all continuing? How long have you been doing it? Is it something you're going to continue to do? Well, it's gone from a tour to a residency at the Ryman Auditorium, which is fun because we get to sleep in our own bed at night. Um, but yeah, we're doing we're 12 shows again this year. So last wow. year was the first time we actually did 12 shows. Um, in one place. Time. In one place. Wow, that's great. And so this year, I'm actually doing a few shows on the road with my good friend, Michael W. Smith. Oh, so that's I'm, I'm going to bounce back and forth between the Ryman and maybe seven different cities with him. But it's so much fun. It's really, um, yeah, it, this feels like a long time tradition for us now we did our first national christmas show in 1993 uh, Vince and i did and we have done one off and on i mean almost every year since then that's and amazing so We're now they're nine, all eight, 13 26 yeah. years later it's crazy yep that's great well that is crazy i can't thank you enough for taking an entire mississippi minute with me and uh you're thank the you. best and hugs to Vince and tell tell him that uh that since I moved back to Greenville, I've got no shot to take him because all my, all my friends have beat me down. I've lost all my confidence, tell him. But anyway, no, tell him hello oh. for me. And, and I really appreciate you guys, uh, all you do, and, and good luck on this uh, this camp for two weeks. I'll be thinking about you and, and, and say a prayer for you guys. I appreciate that, Steve. Have a great one. You too, girl. Thanks so much. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. beginnings all the way back to 1943. Guarantee Bank has grown from offering the basic banking services and products to serving customers with a comprehensive, complete line of expertise and products only expected at much larger institutions 
We are proud to be your local big time bank. So when you're looking for a bank you can truly depend on and trust, and like me so many years ago trying to find my way around, let Guarantee Bank with its 17 convenient locations help you on your journey and become a wonderful addition to your family like they have mine for over 30 years. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.